Good morning. It's wonderful to have you here worshiping this morning. Let's all stand together and let's sing our first song. Lord, you are so great and you are so 
mighty and so powerful. And we, we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you just for the awesome nature that you are. Lord, we lift you up this morning in praise and worship, and we just glorify your name. In your name I pray. Amen. Well, you stood before creation. Eternity in your hand You spoke the earth into motion My soul now to stand You stood before my failure Carried the cross for my shame my sin weighed upon your shoulders, my soul now. So what can I say? What could I do? But offer this heart, oh God. I walk upon salvation Your spirit alive in me This life to declare your promise My soul now to stay So what can I say? What could I do? Offer this heart, oh God, believe you. So what can I say? What could I do? But offer this heart, oh
Good to see everybody and good to see our children here this morning. We invite the children to come forward here for a few moments of sharing. Good morning. Um, <clears throat> so what was Friday for most of you guys? Uh, last day of school. Last day of school, that's right. There you go, yeah. Um, and so has anybody been to a pool yet? Yeah? That's right, you were. Okay, so I've got, I've got to get ready here. Um, Ryan, will you hold the microphone towards me? So I've got my hat. Mm, yeah, doesn't it fit me? I got my sunglasses. And I've got a towel here. So when I get out, and I have a life vest. Okay. And. Somewhere else in here, I've got some sunscreen. Okay. Okay. Am I ready? Am I ready? I'm not ready to go to the pool. I don't have my bathing suit on. Well, that's just a minor detail. I am ready to go overboard. Is anybody else ready to go overboard? Yeah. Tonight. I'm not ready yet. You're not ready yet. Tonight we start our vacation Bible school with Miss Katie and lots and lots and lots of helpers right here. And what time does it start, Miss Katie? Six o'clock. So you don't have to wear your hat or your sunglasses or even your life vest. You don't have to wear your bathing suit. But, oh, but we're just so excited, aren't we? Yeah? Okay. Can we all say a prayer together? All right. Dear God, thank you so much for the summer and the chance that we get to spend with our friends and our family and do lots of fun activities and go to the pool and go to the beach and enjoy the world that you've created. And God, thank you so much for, um, for Vacation Bible School and a chance for us to get together with our friends and just learn and go overboard. In Jesus' name, amen. lovely hat <clears throat> it goes so well with your entire wardrobe it is good to see all of you and i think we're going to have a great week at uh, bible school this week uh, look forward to 
bunches and bunches of young ones because we always have a lot to show up and we're glad to have that be the case. Um, if you are worshiping with us today, we're glad to have you here, um, especially if you're a visitor. Uh, obviously, you're, if you're worshiping here today, what I meant to say is you're worshiping here as a visitor today. Uh, glad to have you with us and hope that you'll come back very often uh, to be with us. You're quite welcome here. Um, if you have a concern on your heart today for prayer, we invite you to share that concern with all of us and we will join you in praying for that concern. If you raise your hand, we'll get an index card to you and you can write something down that I will repeat in a few moments and we will join you as we pray for your concern. And when you finish the prayer card, if you hold it back up, our ushers will uh, retrieve those from you. All preschool and elementary kids are reminded to join us for Vacation Bible School, Operation Overboard, which starts tonight and runs through Thursday. It is 6 o'clock in the evening to 7.45. Registration forms are still available in the gym, or you can see Katie. The children will perform songs and share lessons learned during Operation Overboard at our 9 a.m. service on Sunday, June the 10th. Wonderful Wednesdays will begin next week on Wednesday, June the 13th. Preschool and elementary kids are invited to join us for movie day in the social hall from nine until noon on that day. We will watch a classic kids movie, plus have all kinds of other fun games and snacks. Sign up by filling out the form in the church bulletin or, and dropping it in the offering plate today or by contacting Katie. There will be a, uh, uh, a wake for me this afternoon at two o'clock to four. <laughs> a reception um, over in the social hall from two to four. Uh, hope you can be there uh, to join us as we celebrate our good time uh, that we have had together with you. And I am here till the end of June. It's, it's changed. It used to be that we had conference this week and moved uh, in about two weeks, but they pushed everything back to where the first Sunday for the new pastors who are arriving is the first Sunday of July. So, um, so we will uh, uh, be with you till the end of the month um, before relinquishing control of the great mic here. If you've got your prayer cards ready, would you uh, hold them up and we will retrieve them. We do go to annual conference next week um, for our annual conference session in Florence. And one of the things that I expect to happen, other than uh, me getting to walk across stage with Penny and shaking the bishop's hand, uh, is that we will hear that uh, Lynn Pennington will receive an appointment. <clears throat> so um, that's an exciting, an exciting thing on the one hand. On the other hand, that means she's going to be scarce around here for the next year, and we don't, don't like that. But uh, this is something she has been working on and working toward, and we celebrate. I just tell you, I was with her at the district meeting of the Board of Ordained Ministry, and she so wowed them, I think they wanted to give her work that day. She said, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a teacher. I'm not ready. And I said, oh, my goodness. <clears throat> they see what we see. So uh, we're excited about that for you, Lynn. 
Oh, well, let me say one other thing, too, because I may be the one responsible for uh, uh, an inaccurate rumor. People ask about Andy all the time, you know, because we know he's serving a church along with his work here. And people say, what about Andy? Is he going to be appointed away from us this year? And I generally say, no, we don't anticipate that. So we've got him for another year. That doesn't mean we've got him for just one more year. That just means everything is a year at a time for us Methodist preachers, and, and we never know about the future. But um, I'm hoping you can hang on to your youth worker for many years, uh, doing such a good job. You ought to see the young people that are coming that I don't even know. They're kids from the area that are unchurched, and it's a wonderful thing. So pardon me if I've been the result of, or the uh, cause of a, an inaccurate rumor. Uh, Y'all try to hang on to him. All right, let us join our hearts together in prayer. Lord, we give you thanks for this day, and we're so thankful for all that you're doing through the life of this church and the lives of people, and we offer you our thanks and praise. These are our special prayers for today. We pray for a brother-in-law with depression, for a cousin named Jean who um, has healing issues after a stroke. We pray for comfort to be given to Martha Gibson. We pray for Marty West who shattered her heel in a fall from a ladder. We pray for comfort and mercy for Martha Gibson and her family, for troops in harm's way, their families and loved ones, for a sister and a brother. We pray for a grandpa for finding a good home. We pray for safe travels for Andy and Mike and Nancy and um, Geldine and Amy. And we pray for a friend, Bonnie. We pray for Toby Wright for your continuing healing work, for Amy Copeland, Evan Bigby, and for the mission trip coming up in July. Lord, these are our special prayers for this day that we offer to you in the mighty name of Jesus, in whose name we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Scripture lesson is from John chapter 3, verses 1 through 17, a very familiar passage of Scripture to you, I'm sure. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know you're a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the miraculous signs you're doing if God were not with him. In reply, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he's born again. How can a man be born when he is old, Nicodemus asked. Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, 
No one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be, Nicodemus asked. You're a teacher. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus. And do you not understand these things? I tell you the truth. We speak of what we know and we testify to what we've seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I've spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Here ends the lesson. Nicodemus was a chicken. And I think about him every time I read this story. For you see, he is one of my clearest and most cherished memories from early childhood. Actually, Nicodemus wasn't a chicken. He was my uncle's rooster, and he was one of the meanest varmints I ever met in my entire life. When I got out of my car, our car at my granddaddy's house, Nicodemus would run over from my uncle's house next door and peck my ankles until I ran back to the car into the house one way or the other. So daddy would have to get out of the car first to run interference, and I can still see my 45-year-old father running down the road with this rooster pecking on his heels every other step. You know, I'm a little older than 45 now. I think I'd turn around and kick the fire out of that rooster. But uh, old Nicodemus, um, then daddy would have the Nicodemus chase him back over to my uncle's house where he and my uncle would trap the critter in the barn so that I could get out of the car without fearing for my life. Nicodemus was a chicken, a rooster chicken. But there was another being, a human being, named Nicodemus, who was also a chicken. We can see his fear and timidity and cowardly nature, really, by the fact that he went out to see Jesus under the cover of darkness, clothed in secrecy. He couldn't risk his reputation by being seen with Jesus in the broad daylight. Oh, no. And so he did a sneak-off routine from his uh, Pharisee buddies and the members of the ruling Jewish council to hold a secret meeting with Jesus at night. Already, Jesus was very unpopular among the religious leaders of his day, probably because Jesus had decided that the establishment was so messed up he would never work his way and be able to work through the old system. He hadn't tried to become an official priest because he was from the wrong heritage for that. He was not of the tribe of Levi. 
He never studied at the schools of the famous Pharisees or the Sadducees. He was operating more like John the Baptizer and the other prophets of old, claiming nothing except the calling of God upon his life as his authority for all that he did. This independence, of course, closed many doors to Jesus, but it opened some other doors that were more important. But slammed shut was the door to the official religious leaders in Jerusalem. And anybody of that number seen associated with Jesus might end up hearing the door slammed in their face as well. So Nicodemus was a chicken who came to Jesus by night so that no one would see him. Has there ever been a time in your life when you were afraid or a little ashamed to be seen with Jesus? Perhaps when you were a teenager or a young adult, when you were more, pop, more interested in being popular or considered cool? Perhaps it was in the workplace where you didn't want to appear to be too religious, a fanatic. Perhaps you were somewhere where they made fun of everyone who goes to church and believes in Christ like a fellow college student who observed that I got up early on Sunday mornings when other people were sleeping in, getting over Saturday night. And so he asked me, hmm, what other fairy tales do you still believe in about, than, than the one about Christ? It's much easier to live for Christ in the stealth mode than to face such ridicule day in and day out. A pastor asked, a routinely absent member of his church, are you really in the army of the Lord? And the man replied, of course I am. I'm in the Lord's secret service. Well, Nicodemus and others for a while were in the Lord's secret service. Jesus had a way of cutting through everything and getting right at the heart of a person's real need. There was a rich man who wanted to be assured of eternal life. And Jesus cut right to the red, through the red tape to the point and said, well, if you want to follow me and go to heaven, you got to give away all your things. Give all your possessions to the poor. Get rid of those things that are standing in your way. The rich man went away sadly because he couldn't bear to part with all his riches. Now, in all my years of preaching, I don't think I've ever heard a preacher challenge people to come forward and join the church and follow Jesus, but first go and empty your checkbook and close your savings and, and checking accounts and give everything away and then come back and we'll let you join the church. Don't think I've ever heard that. Such a preacher would not have a whole lot of success in the community, I assure you, but that's what Jesus did. Another time Jesus told someone to just live like you're everybody's caring neighbor, like that good Samaritan fella. If you want to obey God's greatest commandment, then be everybody's good neighbor. That sermon would be a little easier to preach. Most of the time when Jesus was preaching, his invitation was simply, follow me. But there was one time recorded in the entire Bible to one person where Jesus said, you must be born again. And yet we preachers talk about that all the time. It's just plain easier to talk about than to say, 
give everything you have to the poor and follow Jesus. What exactly did Jesus mean when he told Nicodemus, you must be born again? Nicodemus had been the first one to speak, and his statement showed his struggle. Rabbi, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher who has come from God because no one could be doing the things that you're doing if that wasn't the case. But if this is so, just how do your teachings, Jesus, fit in with everything that I've learned since I was a small child about the law and the prophets? And why aren't the others in the religious community listening to what you have to say? The answer was that Jesus was teaching such a departure from all that Nicodemus had previously learned that it really didn't fit into the framework of his religion at all. Like Jesus said somewhere else, you can't put a new patch on an old garment. You can't put new wine in an old wineskin. Jesus was saying, what I'm doing is so new, it just doesn't fit with what you've learned. Nicodemus, your previous religious experience and knowledge is totally useless to you now. It's in your way. You'll have to get rid of it. we got to go back with you to the very start at your birth and start all over with you. You need a new birth. Nicodemus was confused by this metaphor. How could he go back to being a baby again? Jesus replied, well, that's not what I'm talking about. Flesh gives birth to flesh. Your flesh doesn't need to be reborn, but this spiritual life in you that you have needs to start all over. Nicodemus needed to push the restart, reset button, and begin again spiritually. He would soon learn that new spiritual beginning would not be founded upon the things he had learned in the temple, like the sacrificial system, or upon a strict observance of the law. It had nothing to do with being circumcised. It had nothing to do with properly observing all the rituals and all the festivals. The new foundation for faith would be the belief that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only unique son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Spiritual rebirth centered upon Christ, who he is, and the relationship with God that he alone can give us. I want you to see how shocked Nicodemus had to be by all that Jesus told him, because Jesus literally pulled the rug underneath, from underneath his feet. All that he had learned earlier pointed to what God was doing in Christ, but Christ was rendering all those things passé. The sacrifice of Christ on the cross would supersede all the temple sacrifices, making them unnecessary. The law of Moses would soon take a back seat because one greater than Moses was here, and all those picky rules that the Pharisees would uh, follow soon wouldn't matter at all nor would how sinful a person had been in the past be of any concern, because all that would matter now is whether a person had been born again and recognized Jesus as the Savior. Jesus would soon be lifted up upon a cross like that snake in the desert, and everyone bitten by poisonous snakes in the Old Testament could look at the bronze snake on that pole 
and be healed and everyone bitten by sin and death could look upon Jesus on the cross and through faith in him be saved eternally. That's why Nicodemus had to scrap everything he'd ever learned and start all over. The primary reason that this passage is read today is that it's Trinity Sunday and there are references to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit in that passage. It was this passage and others like it that caused the early church to scrap everything they'd ever believed about God and start all over, spending four centuries working on the doctrine of the Trinity so that belief in a single God might be preserved and at the same time be able to say something about how Jesus and the Spirit are no less divine than is God the Father. But this passage is also important because Jesus indicates that all people are in the same boat with Nicodemus. We all must start over and be born again. We also need to have some of our early learnings challenged. Some of us need the rug yanked out from under our feet. Many of the assumptions we have made about life and about God are just not right. As I shared with uh, the congregation recently, my childhood assumption was that if my good deeds outnumbered my bad deeds, then that would be good enough for me to get into heaven. I'd have a passing grade maybe. And I had to learn that that's not how it works at all. It all depends upon Jesus' goodness, not mine. It depends on Jesus' good works, not mine. Other people have a naive expectation that if they give their lives to Jesus and if they try from then on to do all the right things, then nothing bad will ever come upon them and befall them again. It's quite a shock to learn that troubles come to everyone in this life, that good people like Job suffer, and that sometimes we look around us and evil people are doing better than we are in terms of prosperity. That's the reality that we live in. If this was not the case, there probably would be lots of people that follow Jesus for all the wrong reasons, just for the financial blessings, instead of following Jesus because he is God's son and our Lord. Our wrong assumptions must be scrapped, and we must start over sometimes. Some people put their trust in religious institutions or symbols of the church instead of in Christ. People are not saved because they belong to a certain church group or because they were baptized in a particular way or because their grandmother was a saintly woman. Receiving Holy Communion every hour on the hour won't save you. Even though this is the 21st century, Superstition still abounds among so many of us. Just watch a baseball game if you don't believe it. One of our pastors who was assigned to a church down in the, in the islands off the coast of Charleston was warned, don't go down to the islands without having certain roots in the back of your car for good luck to ward off the evil spirits. Sometimes our superstitions are the same as believing in a foreign god. We all must be born again. We must all be willing to have our way of thinking and believing challenged and sometimes turned upside down and even scrapped by Jesus so that with Nicodemus we can start over. 
we must be born again, this time allowing Jesus to build up our faith. Nicodemus was a chicken. He came to Jesus under the cover of darkness at first, but given time and maturity, some of Jesus' secret followers became brave and open about their faith. If you read in John 7, you'll see how Nicodemus stood up in a meeting of the religious leaders, urging them not to judge Jesus without listening to him and hearing what he had to say. The other men there ridiculed Nicodemus, but Nicodemus wasn't a chicken. He stood up and defended Jesus. And in John 19, Nicodemus and another secret follower named Joseph of Arimathea were the two that were brave enough to go before Pontius Pilate to ask permission to take Jesus' body down from the cross for burial. Nobody took a crucified man down from the cross. That just wasn't done. And these two religious leaders risk being ostracized and thrown in prison by Pilate just for the honor of taking Jesus to what they thought was his final resting place. Nicodemus, you see, wasn't a chicken any longer because he had been born again. Amen. I invite you to stand as we join together in the pro profession of our faith um, and the affirmation of faith, the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. Please be seated and let us worship God as we receive our morning offering. Tell me where is my life heading? Am I where I need to be? Should I count my many blessings or beware of the raging sea? You have brought me this far. Are you finished with me now? 
to be born, but I don't know when, where, or how. All I want to be is in the center of your will. To the Lord I cry aloud, will the answer from his holy hill. Sometimes I want to know the future, but I know. Oh, yes, I know you have your plan. Sometimes I worry about my kids, but I know that you hold them in your hand. So tell me, where is my life headed? Am I where? Should I cherish every moment or long for eternity? You have brought me this far, are you finished with me now? There has to be more, but I don't know when, where, or how. All I want to be is in the center of your will. To the Lord I cry aloud, will he answer from his own? I am thankful It's only sometimes That I feel this way When the joy comes In the morning And with praise I start this day It doesn't matter where my life is headed I'm right where I need to be in the presence of your glory, I'm down on bended knee. You have brought me this far, but you're not finished with me yet. I know there is more, and your words I won't forget. All I want to be is in the center of your will. To the Lord I cry aloud, he has answered from his home. in my soul I hear the music ring and though the storms may come I am holding on to the rock I cling 
Have a great week.